Well, federal, state and territory governments have agreed to intervene in the market and cap wholesale gas and coal prices in an attempt to ease soaring energy costs for households and businesses. Federal Parliament will be recalled next week to legislate a 12-month, $12 a gigajoule cap on gas, a mandatory code of conduct and a $125 a tonne cap on coal. Treasury modelling suggests the extraordinary intervention debated since the October federal budget will mean Australian households will pay $230 less next year than if the government had not intervened, though it would not completely eliminate price hikes. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, says state and territories will match $1.5 billion in Commonwealth support for the most vulnerable. We will be providing support for those in receipt of Commonwealth payments, that is uh, pensioners, for people who are receiving family tax benefits, uh, people who are receiving uh, job seeker, people who are receiving payments. Well, Tony Wood is the Grattan Institute's Energy Program Director and joins me now. Hi there, Tony. Good evening. Wholesale gas to be capped at $12 a gigajoule and coal at $125 a tonne for 12 months. Just how extraordinary is this intervention? Well, I don't think anyone's ever seen anything like this before, but to be fair, in our living memory, I don't we've had the Ukraine war, which is I've never seen before. And, the, and even in previous coal war, we didn't see the Russians camp down on gas supply in the way they've done clamping down on gas supply this time. So this is a really challenging problem. It wasn't caused by this government. It wasn't caused by the coalition government previously. And this is something the government, this current government had to do something about. There was never going to be a simple solution. Intervening markets is not something that governments do lightly. It's not something I'd ever normally even endorse. But given the circumstances, I think they had no choice. Mm. And that means working with the, the Commonwealth, working with the states. And at the end of the day, working with the companies to um, effectively recognise that some of the very high levels of profits they could get from selling those gas and coal quantities at very high prices, arguably what the Europeans would be, would have been prepared to pay, mm. is just not acceptable. There's a better arrangement in which they can still make, under these arrangements, they will still make the profits from their exports. What they're being asked to do is curb their profits on effectively the smaller a much smaller amount of, of coal and gas they sell domestically. So it, to me, it sounds like a very reasonable compromise, mm. which nobody wins, but nobody loses too much either. Mm. Well, let's look at what we know so far and those price caps, $12 a gigajoule and coal at $125 a tonne. I mean, what do you make of these price caps? Are they set at the right level? Well, I think they approximately are. When One way of looking at that is to say, well, you know, where will prices have been, where were they before? all this happened and the companies were making presumably reasonable commercial profits. And so, you know, $12 a gigajoule, that's that's not at the bottom end of where prices were. It's probably even at the top end of where prices had been. And so it seems to me that's a reasonable positioning. Now, whether it'll stay at that number, whether they'll adjust that if they continue it for a little while, yeah, who knows? Mm. And at $125 a tonne of coal, remembering again, we're talking about the, the coal that goes into power generation, not into um, the production of iron and steel, mm. and we're talking about imports. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely the bottom end of, of what we've seen now. There's, there is a, a provision in this that if there are situations in which, for example, that uh, $125 is actually going to be lower than the cost of production of coal, and it may, it's possible 
then those companies will be able to seek relief as well if that's the situation they've been in which they've been put. I think it's reasonable. If it is, it would be a reasonably small situation. Mm. But I think the government's been open to, you know, and as soon as you open that door, you open your sense to itself to a whole lot of negotiation and of claims. Mm. But I think they've been they've been very open to say, look, this is very complicated. We're very, you know, they're very they're very supportive and very open to looking at all the all the uh, implications, including providing significant in short term relief for households and small businesses. When you look at those caps, Tony, according to Treasury modelling, it'll mean that households will pay $230 less than without intervention. But we know that coal prices are still expected to soar some 47%. So what do you make of this part of the package? Well, we start getting into areas where it's very difficult to do a lot of these numbers because, A, we talk generally about national averages and trying to turn these things into specific specific numbers is very hard. I mean, for example, even though we've seen price increases already across the country in July this year, they varied from minus a couple of percent in the ACT to plus you know, very high teen percentages in Queensland and New South Wales. Now, that's going to be reflected again. So I think it's very um, – it, it, we need to wait and see exactly how the Treasuries uh, in each state sit down with the Federal Treasury mm. and work out how this is going to be done. Remember – what they're going to do is not so allow our prices to go up and then give us a rebate. What they're going to try and do is impose, uh, impose this, um, this arrangement mm. directly onto the energy bill so effectively you'll end up the, the, thing you, the amount you pay will reflect both the, uh, the rebate and what otherwise would have been an increase. And so you see a, a more neutral in- issue here. Now, working out what they might still be and whether there'll be any st- ongoing issues here I think is very hard to tell right now. And the government's been fairly wise in being a little less definitive about what would come next um, if this doesn't start to solve the sort of problems they've been concerned about. On RN Drive, Tony Wood is here talking about the federal government's deal with the states to intervene in the energy market. And Tony, we know that states and territories will collectively fund $3 billion of support payments to the most vulnerable, but not until the second quarter of next year. Is there any reprieve in the interim and what is meant to happen in the interim? I think the simple answer in the interim is nothing. Um, I mean, there's no, it's not as, to be fair, these prices aren't going up right now. It's not as though there's some, that the house is burning down. Now, I'm not trying to trivialise the fact that many people are doing it very tough uh, and the government's looking to try and ways to do that. But to work this through and do it in a way that's fair and equitable across the country is not simple. And um, that's what the next step's going to involve. So it does take a bit of time to work this through. Mm. Um, I think the government's got it about right, to be honest. And um we will uh, need to wait and see how that plays out and we won't see any short-term price relief. What about for business here? We've been speaking a lot about consumers. New South Wales mm-hmm. was calling for direct assistance to businesses. I mean, is is that missing? And I think we're still waiting for which the size of small businesses that are set to qualify for any of this. Yeah, look, I think the, um, the when you look at the businesses that were most likely to be affected, and some businesses have already, even some energy retailers have already gone broke because of the cost of the supply to electricity they were having to sell to their customers um, was, was had literally sent them out of business. Um, we know any any industrial customers or large companies who were buying, who, who themselves had long-term contracts or even medium-term contracts with their supplier, they had been facing renegotiated contracts, mm. which had already been exposed to those high prices. Now, the good news for them is that in, from why I see this working is they should see some almost immediate relief depending upon their own particular contract situation. 
So hopefully, um, for some businesses, those who are the most immediately affected, they'll also be the most immediately uh, benefiting from the arrangements that have been put in place. Now, that's going to depend entirely on what businesses, where they are, and what sort of contractual mm. arrangements they have with their supplier. Mm. And, of course, we know that these have just been in place for one year with an option to extend that. That will be remains to be seen. But as always, Tony, thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. Tony Wood is the Energy Program Director at the Grattan Institute. Well, let's get some reaction from the people bearing the brunt of these energy prices. Paul Musgrave is the CEO of Snack Brands, a Sydney-based producer of snack foods. His company saw its gas bills triple in the year to November at a cost of $6 million per annum. He spoke to RN Drive's political producer, Nicole Hegarty. Initially, I think it's a, a really important step in the right direction. Um, you know, I think it's a fair price. I think there's something in it um, for um, producers of gas, but it gives some more price certainty for, for manufacturers. I mean, it's still higher than the longer-term average price um, of, of that manufacturers have been paying, but at least it's out of the stratospheric sort of levels of $30 and $40 a gigajoule that have been, you know, um, uh, charged some months this year. And what do you think it will mean for you at this stage? Are you signed up to a longer-term deal or are you currently purchasing on the spot market? I I think that's why I say it's a step in the right direction because, you know, we had to sign up at the middle of this year um, a long-term deal of about three years. So I'm not certain that it will provide any relief for for manufacturers in our situation. I've had to lock in longer-term contracts in, in a very adverse environment. Um, given that the cap is only in place for 12 months. I'm not sure until we see the detail what actually that means, but um, I suppose that's when we need to see some more detail come through. And would you like to see, in in terms of more detail, more direct consultation from the state government? New South Wales uh, Parliament will be recalled next week to legislate some of these measures. Um, Would you like to see direct consultation from some of the ministers there? Yeah, I think that would be fantastic just to talk to some specific industries about their situations to make sure the legislation, you know, picks up all the um, um, all that it aims to achieve in the gas price cap. As part of this conversation, there was a focus on ensuring uh, businesses and companies like yours who have had to si- sign up to some of those longer term deals don't miss out as a result of this, having been locked into paying more effectively. Would you like to see, uh, as part of the detail, exploring the detail of this, some sort of option for compensation? Yeah, I mean, whatever price relief we could actually get from our energy prices just means it's less we have to pass on. So the less we have to pass on, the better. So, of course, we'd like, you know, a- any sort of compensation or a level playing field at that $12 a gigajoule to be, you know, to be for everyone, including those people who have had to lock into longer term contracts. And that's Paul Musgrove, the CEO of a major snack food company. I'm Catherine Robinson and you're listening to RN Drive. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.